Good morning, everybody. Praise God. And thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to speak to you this morning. Um, because where I was, the network was not perfect. I pray that you allow me to just say an opening prayer once again, so that we are sure that we prayed as we started. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for yet another morning when you've given us an opportunity to speak your word, when you've given us an opportunity to read your word together, when you've given us an opportunity to seek you and to find you. The word of God says that early in the morning will I arise and give praise to, our, to my God. So this morning, Lord, we come to you with praise, with thanksgiving, with worship, with an honor, and with praise, O Lord God Almighty. It is not true that all of us should have woken up this morning, but by the grace of God and by the mercies of God, we are alive and we are well. And for that, we want to thank you, Lord. The Bible says that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are new every morning. So this morning, we thank you for your mercies, which are new. We thank you so much for your loving kindness, and we thank you so much for your goodness to us, Lord God Almighty. So as we share your word, May your presence come down. May your goodness follow us. May your kindness be with us and may your name be exalted. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord, brethren. Uh, my name is Charity Barazidiarugaba. I pray and worship with All Saints Cathedral. And this morning, it's a joy, it's an honor, it's a privilege for me to be sharing the word of God. Um, today, the subject that we're going to look at is resistance through kingdom contact. Resistance through kingdom conduct, and it is coming from Psalms chapter 15, from verse 1 to 5. But before I go into my sharing, which is the purpose for today, I just thought that for those of you who are not part of All Saints Cathedral, and for those of us who are part of All Saints Cathedral, we will remind ourselves that this year, our theme and our focus for the whole year is united for service and growth. God is calling us to be united for service and for growth. And the scripture reference is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 16. And when you look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 16, I will rush through it so that I will give perspective to whatever we're going to be sharing today. It talks about Christ giving us gifts. And in these gifts, some people are apostles, some are prophets, some are evangelists, some are pastors, and some are teachers. And the reason that we have all this is so that the body of Christ will be equipped for works of service, so that the entire body is built up, and so that we may grow in faith, and we may know the Son of God, we may become mature, we may attain the full measure of the fullness of Christ. In this year, 2023, God is calling us to no longer be infants who are tossed about from every side to every side, blown here and there by all kinds of teaching, which is by the cunning and craftiness of men and in, in their deceitfulness. God is calling us to speak the truth in love, to grow and to become mature and he wants us to go out and serve him. So when you see All Saints Cathedral waking us up at 6.45 to study the word of God, that is where we are coming from. And I pray that as I share today, all of us will be focused that God is calling us to be united. God is calling us 
to serve him and to grow. That is the background. So today I was asked to speak about resistance through kingdom conduct. And I want us to spend some time to break down this word. When you hear the word resistance, it means that there is something that we are opposing. When you hear the word of God resistance, it means that there is a battle that we are supposed to be fighting. When you hear the word resistance, it means that there is temptation. And this time around, we are resistance, resisting through our kingdom conduct. So let me go to the scripture. If you have your Bible with you, I'm going to be reading from New International Version. Psalms chapter 15, verse 1 to 5. And this is what it says. Lord, who may dwell in your sacred temple? Who may live on your holy mountain? The one whose walk is blameless. Who does what is righteous? Who speaks the truth from their heart? Whose tongue utters no slander? Who does no wrong to a neighbor and casts no slur on others? Who despises a vile person, but honors those who fear the Lord? Who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind? Who lends money to the poor without interest? Who does not accept a bribe against the innocent? Whoever does these things will never be shaken. That is from New International Version. There is a simple Bible that I love to read, and it is called the Message Bible. It is very short. The English is simple. So I want us to also read the Message Bible. And remember, we are reading Psalms chapter 15, verse 1 to 5. And this is what it says. God... Who gets invited to dinner at your table? So this is King David, and King David is speaking to God, and he says, God, who gets invited to your dinner table? Sorry, who gets invited to dinner at your place? How do we get on your guest list? And it's like God is telling him, walk straight, act right, tell the truth, don't hurt your friend. Don't blame your neighbor. Despise the despicable. Keep your, keep your word even when it costs you. Make an honest, an honest living and never take a bribe. That is the word of God. So we are talking about resistance through kingdom conduct. And I hope, I hope that... Uh, that all of us are going to look at that and know that our reference is Psalms chapter 15, verse one to five, if you're just joining us. And because that particular scripture had a lot of words that I thought we needed to really focus on, I realized that uh, we need to look at some of these keywords. So there's a word like dwell. When you hear the word dwell and the Psalmist is asking God, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred temple? All he's saying, I apologize for the cock that is crowing, it means that I'm at home. So to dwell means that you're living in a specified place. And David is asking, who may live where you live, ideally? And along the way, he talks about the people 
who may dwell in that sacred place, in the holy mountain. Again, you hear a word like slander. So when you hear a word like uh, uh, those whose tongue utters no slander, what he is saying is that slander is making false and damaging statements about someone. So think about it. If you're in the habit of slandering, it just means that you're making false and damaging statements about other people. There was also the word reproach. A reproach is an expression of disapproval. There was also the fact that someone who despises a vile person, a vile person is someone who does things that are morally wrong. And you, between me and you, I will not even go into what is morally wrong, but in the quietness of your time, as you do your own study, look at what it is exactly where you're thinking about people who are doing things that are morally wrong. So someone who despises them is the person who will dwell in the house of the Lord. And to be vile means that you do things that are displeasing. You do things that are unspeakable. You do things that are terrible, that are dreadful. So think about those things we talk about, which we don't even want to mention elsewhere. It means that really you're a vile person or the people who do them are vile persons, vile people. When we talk about um, this person who will dwell in the sacred tent, again, it says a person who casts no slur on others. If you see the word slur, and the reason we do Bible study and spend time alone is so that we can understand this hard word. The hard word slur means an insulting remark that damages people's reputations, yeah? So when you cast no slur on others, slur is about smearing people. You know that smear campaign where people just wake up and they smear other people, they insult other people, they stain other people and spread stigma about other people. So those are the hard words. And I thought that we needed to get those out of the way before we get into the word. Once again, we are talking about resistance through kingdom conduct. Why are we taking time to talk about this resistance? Brethren, like I said, in resistance, we are fighting. Who are we fighting? Who are we resisting? We are resisting the devil. I know many of us have read James chapter 4, which says, submit yourselves therefore to God. You know, James is speaking and he's saying, submit yourselves therefore to God, flee the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and he'll come close to you. So the person we are, we are resisting is the devil. We are not resisting people, but we are resisting the devil. If you haven't yet remembered, I want to remind you that we are in the season of Lent. And because we are in the season of Lent, the temptations are very high, and we are in a season where we need to align our kingdom conduct. And as we align, I pray that you don't only align during Lent, but it becomes a lifestyle because we are talking about the kingdom conduct. And when we are talking about the kingdom conduct, please note there is the kingdom of God and there is the kingdom of the devil, the Satan's kingdom. And the Bible once again says in Matthew 22, 14, many people know this verse, that many are called, a few are chosen. I hope as you know the verse, many are called and a few are chosen, you know the background under which it was given. The background under which that verse was given is that 
the king had put a banquet, a very big banquet he prepared. And when he prepared, he sent out uh, people to go and invite people to that banquet. And there were invitation cards that were sent out. The people they gave the cards refused to come. And when they refused to come, he sent again another group of people to invite. These ones even just decided to kill the messengers. And when the king found, found out, he, he decided to destroy those people who had uh, killed his messengers. But he did not give up. He said, now go to the streets and call everybody. And everybody who could come came. And when he came, when the king finally came to his banquet, everybody who wanted to come and who heeded to the message came. In that house, in that banquet, there was a man who was wrongly dressed. And the king just said, how did this man enter this banquet? They got the man and took him out. So the kingdom of God and participating in the banquet requires that you are dressed in garments of the kingdom. You don't just enjoy things of the kingdom when you're not following principles of the kingdom. That is why we are saying resistance through kingdom conduct. You might think that you're resisting. You might think that you're fighting. I might think that I'm resisting, I'm fighting, but am I dressed in the garments of the kingdom? Am I following the lifestyle of the kingdom? When we talk about the kingdom, you also remember in John it says that as many as received him and believed in him, John 1, 12, as many as received him and believed in him, he gave the power to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, but children that are born of God. So when we talk about the kingdom of God, we are talking about people who have made a choice to choose the kingdom where they belong. We are talking about people who have chosen to improve and grow their value system. Please note, it is not by might, it is not by power, but it's by the spirit of the living God. And so my prayer this morning is that we will not feel uh, that holier than thou attitude, but that we shall desire to be in the presence of God and to be able to serve him in a way that God would want us to serve him. Let's go back to our focus, which is Psalms 15, verse 1 to 5. As it was starting, it says, Lord, who may dwell? So I want us to talk about four subjects. There is the subject of who may dwell. The people who may dwell have been clarified very clearly. They are a people of a particular caliber, and we are going to break them down slowly. Where are these people dwelling? These people are dwelling in the sacred tent and the holy mountain. So there is a holy mountain where we are expected to dwell. In that holy mountain, there are certain things that happen there. And who are we going to dwell with? King David is saying, oh Lord, who may dwell? Imagine we are called to dwell with our Lord and Savior, our God, the creator of the universe. We are called to live with him in the holy mountain. How are we supposed to dwell there? That's the kingdom conduct we are talking about. So the conduct we are talking about addresses our walk. It addresses our speech. It addresses our actions. It talks about people who are blameless. It talks about people who are righteous. It talks about people who speak the truth from their hearts, not the truth from your mouth. You know they're speaking the truth from your mouth, but when your heart is saying something else, so people who speak the truth from their heart. I told you people who do not slander, 
So you don't go accusing people wrongly. This is the common trait uh, for those of us who have been uh, in the workplaces. You find people slandering others. These days in the newspapers, there's a lot of um, people talking about so many things. I mean, there's corruption issues that are going on. There is political issues that are going on. And, and different camps will say different things at different times. But only God knows the truth. So as you speak about that person you're speaking about, if it's in the political space, you don't know who is saying the truth and who is not saying the truth. If it's the, uh, um, in the office space, we don't know who is saying the truth and who is not saying the truth. If it is in the, um, in the family space, even families do a lot of slander where they falsely accuse one another and they put damaging statements on other people. Sometimes you make these damaging statements, they go straight into the heart of somebody and you destroy a person's life. You destroy a head of a family. You destroy a wife of somebody. You destroy a career of somebody. We know people's careers which have been destroyed because somebody slandered. We also know people's marriages that have been destroyed because somebody slandered. We know people who have served on committees in churches and a person just comes and does a, a word, speaks a word, and it slanders somebody, it spoils a reputation. So you cannot dwell on that mountain of the Lord if you slander. Who does, who does wrong to their neighbors? Brethren, let us be mindful of our neighbors, and we shall talk about their neighbors. Who despises vile people? You know, uh, people who, 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 who honors those that fear the Lord. So it's important that we honor those who fear the Lord. It's important that we honor those in leadership. If you have a pastor, a reverend, a leader of a committee, some of us are in Mother's Union, I'm a member of Mother's Union, and somebody is serving you, please honor them. Honor them because God has placed them there for such a time as this. Do not be the one who is caught on the, flight, on the side of slandering, you know? Uh, he also talks about the people who dwell on the mountain are the people who keep an oath, even when it hurts. Please note, these are words of the Bible. Everything I'm reading is from Psalms 15, verse 1 to 5. These are not my words. A person who does not change their mind, you know? A person who lends money to the poor without interest. And a person who does not take bribes from innocent people. King David says that the people who do these things will never be shaken. So why will, not, why will they not be shaken? They will be shaken because they are in the presence of God. They are dwelling with God. They are dwelling with the God who speaks and the sea separates, you know, the Red Sea just separates. They are dealing with a God who says strike a rock and water comes from nowhere. They are dealing with a God who when you are in the desert and there is no food, he causes manna to fall from heaven. That is why they cannot be shaken. They are dealing with a God who can, can create rain to come when there has been no rain for a very long time. The God who separates the, the prophets of Baal from the king of kings and the if you can support me to mute them. So we are talking about character, kingdom character. And this kingdom character is supposed to separate us so that we can resist the devil. The Bible says 
that these people need to be blameless. We as people of God, we need to be blameless. We need to be honest. We need to care for one another. When you look at all these different uh, characters that we are talking about, we are reminded of Psalms chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 39, when Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And it also says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, obeying this command is not easy, but being able to be a child of the kingdom of God, it comes from loving. Loving God, loving people, loving your neighbor, and loving them with the whole of yourself. So today we are talking about kingdom conduct. And many times I also talked about when you say things that are not true about other people. I normally use a small principle at a personal level, and I used to teach it to children, that before you speak, the acronym is THINK, and THINK is T-H-I-N-K. What you're going to say, is it true? What you're going to say, is it helpful? What you're going to say, is it inspirational? What you're going to say, is it needed? Is it necessary? And what you're going to say, is it kind? So if you, get, if you forget everything I say, don't forget that. What you're going to say, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspirational? Does it, is it necessary to say it? And is it kind? So always remember to be kind to people as you talk about them. Do not be the one who is caught throwing stones at other people. The Bible says, if someone throws a, throw, a stone at you, if somebody slaps you on one cheek in Luke 6.29, even put the other cheek so that they can slap the second cheek. So God says, do not pay back evil with evil. And that is kingdom conduct. When we are talking about kingdom conduct, I'm going to also refer us to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. You know, many times we say things which, we, which are coming from our minds. And in Philippians 4, 8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is noble, whatsoever is right, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And uh, Philippians, once again, Paul says, whatever you have heard or learned or received or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Brethren, we are in the season of Lent and it is my prayer that it will be your heart's desire to be a person of peace, that you will desire peace so much and that you can confidently say like Paul, that whatever you've heard, me, heard from me, learned from me, received from me, seen in me, put it into practice. Paul had the confidence to say that if you do these things, the God of peace will be with you. So I want to ask us a question. Can you, like Paul, confidently say those words? That what you've seen me say, say it. What you've seen me do, do it. What you've had me, uh, what, you've, uh, what you've received from me, take it. Put it into practice. And my God, the God of peace, will be with you. Can you say that to the people you lead? Can you say that to the people you influence? 
That is the space God is calling us to. To be able to resist through kingdom conduct is a lifestyle of, of holiness, is a lifestyle of righteousness. And remember, our righteousness is like filthy rags, but through the presence of God and by accepting Jesus Christ, we put on the righteousness of Christ. And in Psalms 15:5, King David says, those who do such things, the things I was talking about, walking blamelessly, walking in righteously, righteousness, not slandering people, honoring people, not doing unspeakable things. Those people who do those things cannot be shaken. So a lifestyle of the kingdom conduct is a lifestyle that enables us to be strong. You know, those who stand on the rock cannot be shaken. Those who build their houses on the rock cannot be shaken. And building on the rock is not easy, you know. And in this Psalms 15, towards the end, it also talks about lending money to the poor without interest. It also talks about not taking bribes. So as I come to an end, I want us to talk about the love of money. As we come to the end of um, Psalms chapter 15, verse 5, you see, I mean from verse 4, 4 to 5 onwards, you see him talking about lending money to the poor without interest. And these are things that came from the Old Testament, Exodus 22, 25. It says, if you lend money to one of my people among you who is needy, do not treat it as a business deal, charge no interest. Some of us have been blessed and we, are gener- we, we have some money on us. It's not like those who do it for business, I'm telling you to stop. I'm just saying those people where God has blessed you and you're able to help a person in need, please don't treat it like a deal. Someone is in need, bless them. Bless them and let them pay back. If they've blessed you with money, please pay back. Be a person of integrity. You know, in that same Exodus 22, 25, it says, if you take your neighbor's clock, clock as a pledge, return it by sunset, because that clock is the only clock that your neighbor has. What else can they sleep in? When they cry to me, I will hear, for I am compassionate. So those people who borrow from other people, the Bible says, if you borrow, take it back because that is the only thing your person, your friend is going to cover themselves with. If someone has lent you money, has lent you something, by sunset, by the time you agreed, take it back. Because when that person prays with God, the Bible says that he will hear their cry. So I want us to spend some time talking about money because towards the end, it talks about lending money to the poor without interest. It talks about not taking bribes. And the scripture that talks about money very well as I come to an end is from 1 Timothy chapter 6 from verse 6. Please spend some time and study it, but I'll summarize it. It says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and will take nothing out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptations and are trapped and into many and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, 
love, endurance, and gentleness. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Verse 12, that verse we know it very much. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you are called when you were made when you made your confession in the presence of many witnesses. Praise God. The journey of kingdom conduct is a journey of fighting, a fight of faith. It's a journey of not being consumed by the love of money. It's a journey of pursuing righteousness. It's a journey of walking in love, walking with gentleness. And verse 17, it says, command those who are rich in this present age not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides everything for our enjoyment. Brethren, the Bible has said in 1 Timothy 6 that many have fallen off from the faith because they are eager for money. Let us not be consumed by money. Let us not be consumed by putting our hope in wealth. Please note, as it was starting, it said, you did not bring anything into the world and you will take nothing. When they are taking us to our graves, they only put us in a coffin and they put us down there. Even if they bury you with billions of money, you will not use it where you're going. So please, let us be people who are generous. Let us be people who love. Let us be people who are pursuing to grow and to love one another. When I was starting, I said, All Saints Cathedral is driving the theme of united for service and growth. You can only serve when you're able to be generous. You can only serve when your hope is in God. You can only serve when your mind and heart are not consumed by wealth. As I conclude, verse 18 says, command them to do good. Command them to be good. Not do, be good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age. In this season of Lent, God is calling us to be good. God is calling us to be rich in good deeds. Let, let you be remembered for being a person who is rich in good deeds. Be remembered for being a person who is generous. Be remembered for being a person who is willing to share. In this way, you will be able to lay up treasures for yourselves in heaven. You'll be able to lay a foundation for yourself so that you may take up life. And the Bible says you will take up life that is truly life. The kingdom conduct resisting the devil Kingdom conduct is about taking on life that is truly life. At this point, I want us to think about ourselves. God is calling us to a life of righteousness. God is calling us to a life of being generous, willing to share, laying our treasures down, casting down our crowns. There's a song that says, casting, casting crowns, Lifting hands, bowing down is all I've come to do. Casting crowns, laying down my heart is all I've come to do. I've come to lay down my life to you. 
Today, I want to remind you about Matthew 22, the King's Banquet. Many are called, a few are chosen. Can you be among those who are leaving the kingdom conduct, who are putting on the garments, the garments that God wants us to put on, who are dressed and ready to fight, who can say, like Paul said, speak, whatever you've heard me speak, whatever you've learned from me, whatever you've seen me do, go and put it into practice. And may God bless us. May God bless us as we are being good. May God bless us as we are storing up for ourselves riches and glory. May God bless us as we are being generous and willing to share. May God bless us as we are laying a firm foundation for the coming age, remembering that God is inviting us to a life of service and a life of growth. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to share the word. I pray that God will enable us, as Psalms 15 says, to be people that are righteous, to be people that are blameless, to be people that are serving God in this season of their lives. I pray that God will give you grace to serve him. God will give you grace to live for him. God will give you grace to choose him. I pray that you will not slander other people. I pray that you will not be mentioned about among the people who have failed to serve their God in this season of their lives. I pray that as a body of Christ, we will choose to build one another up because we've been blessed with different gifts. Some of us are apostles, some of us are preachers, some of us are teachers, some of us are administrators. Let us use our gifts. Let us be united. Let us be one body. Who may dwell in the secret place of the most high God? It is he who is blameless. It is he who is righteous. God bless you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. So thank you, Mrs. Charity, for the word that you have uh, spoken unto us this morning. The word is true, helpful, as you have told us. So inspiration, and it has come at a time when we truly needed it. Thanks be to God. I want us to, you know, uh, let, let us thank God. Lord, we thank you for the word that Mrs. Uh, Charity has preached on to us this morning. In the name of Jesus, uh, we give you praise and honor. We speak protection. We pray for protection upon her. And everything that concerns our Lord, our God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. One minute. Uh, you see, in a kingdom, as she has been sharing with us, uh, there is a king, and this king gives the law such that the people that he governs, you know, he, you know, he gives the law to keep order in his territory. So the people who belong to his kingdom are obliged to obey the law, you know, the law which the king gives. But now it is high for the rebels. So we are Christ's people, and Christ our Lord is the King. She has shared with us, according to the passage, you know, do not slander. Treat your neighbors with love. Do not honor a vile person. Do not charge 
interest when you have lent money to a person, to a brother or a sister in the Lord. Do not eat a bribe. You know, this is the law of the king. What does the king give to us in return? The king protects us and he subdues all his enemies and all our enemies. The topic, resistance through kingdom conduct, is more of as she was sharing as in resistance, more of a battle. So I've learned that there are some battles that we do not need to fight or, you know, get ourselves, you know, to be involved in as Christians, as believers. You know, what we all need to do is to follow kingdom principles. And the kingdom principles, our, uh, you know, Mrs. Charity has shared them to us. And I've just, uh, you know, whatever, briefly shared again, you know, the principles. So I want us to bring repentance. You know, there are some battles as church, family, individuals, that we are not supposed to be, you know, involved in according to this passage. What the king requires us this morning is to obey the law. He's going to give us protection and fight all our enemies. Praise the name of the Lord. So I want us to bring repentance, number one, where we have slandered, not treated our neighbors with love, you know, workmates, uh, and family members, you know, uh, where we have honored the vile, whatever people, persons, you know, charging interest for, from those whom who have lended the money, given our money, you know, right. Repentance. Secondly, we are going to ask the Holy Spirit this morning to help us to obey the law of the King, and that is King Jesus. And Jesus will fight all our battles, church level, country level, individuals. Mention it. Praise the name of the Lord. Our God and our Father, this morning, we ask that you forgive us, Lord. We bring repentance. Before you, our King, Luke chapter 7 teaches us that at the feet of Jesus, there is forgiveness of sin to those who pour out, who confess their sins. Lord, your word says again, let me see, First John chapter, chapter 1 verse 9, that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Lord, according to the word which you have, given us this morning through your servant, Mrs. Charity. We bring repentance where we have slandered. Lord, where we have honored the people who are, you know, the, the, the people who are unrighteous, but who have given them place. Lord, we ask that you forgive us. Where we have, uh, you know, where we have honored the, the people who speak uh, displeasing, you know, those people, the vile persons, Lord our God, in our communities, even at church, where we have charged interest to the people whom we have lent our money, we ask that you forgive us. We bring repentance this morning, church level, family level, individually, in the name of Jesus, forgive us, Lord, where we have eaten a bribe. Lord, when we are cruising on the, uh, on the road, uh, you know, and, and the traffic officers stop us, because we are rushing, then we give them a bribe and they release us. Lord, forgive us. In so doing, we have disobeyed the law of God, the law of the king, 
the law which governs, you know, the law which rules the land on the land. Forgive us, Lord. And now we are crying that the enemy, the enemy, the enemy is attacking us. The enemy is attacking the family, attacking the, 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 the church. The enemy is attacking the nation and this whole wave in the country and the entire world. Yet we are the ones who have refused to obey your law. You said when you obey your law, Lord, you will defeat all our enemies. Forgive us, Lord. Bring us to a place where we'll have fellowship with you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. This morning, Lord, you said that you, 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 you will not leave us orphans. You sent to us, you know, you sent to us the Holy Spirit to teach us and remind us everything that Jesus taught in his word. Lord, this Holy Spirit is there to help us, to convict us. And, 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 and yes, to convict us, to, to, you know, yes, in the name of Jesus. Lord, to help us where we go wrong. Help us, Holy Spirit of the Lord, this morning to obey the law of the King, King Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit of the Lord, we submit to your authority this morning as an individual, as a family, families, the church, the body of Christ, at All Saints Cathedral this morning, we ask that you help us to obey the law in the name of Jesus, the law of the King, that in return, the King shall subdue all our enemies on the land and the enemy who is attacking the families and the church. Lord, you know them by name and even you know them. The Holy Spirit of the Lord knows their hiding places. In Jesus' mighty name here, we have prayed. Amen and amen.